Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Ellen, it's going Vegasy. It is going Vegasy. <laughs> we're in Vegas. That's why she says that. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about Accidental Tryst by Natasha Boyd, and later we are going to discuss technology in romance. But first, mom, what have you been reading? What have I been reading? Well, here it is. Since Indigo, and I put off reading these because I wanted to read them all in a row, mm -hmm. I read Kennedy Ryan's Grip series. So I read yes. Flow, Grip, and Still. Yes. Sobbed like a baby yes. during the last half As of Still. As I told you, you would. I know. But because... such good books. Yeah, they're really good. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. If you liked Longshot, I would definitely give the Grip and Flow so it starts with flow, which is a yeah flow novella. Grip. Flow, grip, and still. I would recommend those books. I think they're it's all the same couple, but it's all kind of different yeah. stages of their relationship. Yes, so good. Yeah. Anyway, and then um, I read the book Royally Screwed mm -hmm. because by Emma Chase by Emma Chase because we were going to be seeing her here in Vegas, yes. so I wanted to have something under my belt for that. And um, then. I read Accidental Tryst. Okay. Um, I read a little bit more than I have been reading lately. Um, I read Neanderthal, Neanderthal Seeks Extra Yarns by Penny Reed. And now this is just kind of a compilation of some like deleted scenes and extra scenes and things like that from the Knitting in the City series. Um, a lot of which I had read elsewhere and she was very specific in you know putting that disclaimer out that a lot of these have been published elsewhere either on her newsletter or things like that um but it was cute there was a lot of there was and the new scenes that have not been published anywhere were really cute so I was glad I got to read those um and then I read Challenge, Endurance, Keeper and I've started Surrender by Amy Dawes um, mom had previously read those books I and I started them and I was like, I cannot believe that mom has read these books because they get worse. Yeah. Just so you know, <laughs> be prepared. I know. I'm nervous. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting. And um, we met Amy Dawes today. And we met Amy Dawes today in Vegas. So that was cool. Um, and then I of course read Accidental Tryst. Um, speaking of. Today, we are going to be talking about Accidental Tryst by Natasha Boyd. It is the first book in her Charleston series. The second book, Inconvenient Wife, came out this past summer, and you can tell just from the title of that book that it is right up my alley. Inconvenient Wife, that sounds like a fake marriage trope. Love those. <laughs> Love that. Um, so, in the spirit of Accidental Tryst, Mom and I did a text conversation between ourselves to describe this book, and we will now read that for you so reading, reading texts reading texts so i start it by saying so mom accidental tryst there is totally a crazy mix-up between hero tristan montgomery sexy half brit steely-eyed suit monkey and sweet little heroine emmy dubois when they get their phones mixed up at the airport emmy is on her way to new york and tristan is on his way to emmy's hometown of charleston south carolina is there a reason you are having me point out that Emmy is in New York to visit her uncle who's in a facility for elderly people with memory problems? <laughs> I feel like I'm being set up. 
Yes, this is how I've decided to broach the topic of your light, late in life care. Um, because we know I'm not doing, I'm not taking care of you. Um, Tristan is also dealing with some family drama in Charleston. He has reluctantly returned to the family that once disowned him and his mother in order to attend the funeral and will reading for his late grandfather. Shockingly, he is named as the next CEO of the family's company. OMG! OMG, indeed. Uh, hmm... Let's discuss more about this family disowning situation. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I can't read what I wrote. However, Ellie begs him to want to wait to swap phones back and not to turn her phone off because she needs a phone desperately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suppose that is an important plot point, especially since it is what forces them to stay in touch and forward on important texts and emails that they are missing on their respective phones. And it gives them a chance to go through each other's photos and dating apps, as one would obviously do. Except I would have done it way sooner than they did. <laughs> like as, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> as they help each other deal with their family dramas from a distance, they start to get closer, figuratively. They spend a lot of the book literally very far away from each other. But apparently you don't have to always be in close proximity to get down and dirty with each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happens. But when they do finally get together, IRL, question mark, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Absolutely. That's how Ellen is. However, there are issues to be resolved before we get our H-E-A. Oh, yeah. But spoiler alert, there is an H-E-A. Or it wouldn't be a romance. <laughs> so that was our text conversation to summarize Accidental Tryst. So, Mom, what did you think of this book? Well, I'm halfway into the next book, so if that answers your question, I love this book. Yes, I think it's safe to say we both really liked this one. Um, this was a rare occasion where we were reading the same book basically at exactly the same time. In fact, last night we were in the hotel room, sleeping in separate beds. Yeah. But reading the same sex scene, and Ellen kept moaning, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But not in like a sexy <laughs> not way. Not in a sexy way, no. and then, oh my gosh, my mom's reading I this. I want to make it same. clear, I was not reading a sex scene and making moaning noises <laughs> while my mom was in the same room. Oh, you always do that when I'm not in the room? <laughs> you know, but I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. She was mortified that I was yeah. reading the same sex scene as she was in the same room. And yeah. It was hard for her to deal with. It's not the ideal scenario in which to read a sex scene in the book. I didn't mind it. I had no problem. Whatever. <laughs> um, yes, I I also really loved this book. I thought that I mean banter. Yes. And text texty text banter. banter. <laughs> text banter, which you know, personally I feel like is can be usually pretty good because you have like the time with which to plan out a good banter. And there's a lot of text banter in this. Yes. Almost and, more than, like, real-life banter. Right. Probably so. Probably so, yeah. Because um, even when they're in the same room with each other, they're still texting each However, other. most of their long phone conversations were on the... Uh, were not text. Like, when they were... That's true. They do talking a, to each other. And they do a phone. few of those. Um, yes. I also, side note, feel like we could be friends with Natasha Boyd because... She brings a lot of pop, common pop culture. Um, yes. You know, she's got Jamie Fraser gets a mention. Yes. Which we love him. 
uh, yes. Stardust. Yes, we love that. I remembered that. Yeah, that movie. And then the Alien franchise, which let's talk about the Alien franchise really quick and our history with it. Um, I don't remember if we've talked about God. this or not, but <laughs> Ellen loves bringing up how I shouldn't let her watch a watch movies when she was little. Um, this I, was it was a TV version. It's not like we were watching the R-rated movie when okay, you were little. But whatever, I'm not going. Regardless, apologize. I was watching. Is it Alien or Aliens? Where the first one? Okay, Alien. Alien where um, the this is when I was five, four, and I was pregnant, and Mom was pregnant with my youngest brother. And the alien pops out of John Hurt, and um, Mom kept wanting to have these, like, tender moments where her child, you know, like, feels the baby kick, and after seeing that scene, I was like, I'm not going near that. I'm not going near that belly of yours, because I know what's coming out of there. (laughs) And I think I was, like, I kept telling Mom, I'm like, I don't want you to have the baby. (laughs) I don't want to lose you, Mom. It, it doesn't come out that way. Just so you know, honey, that's not the way babies come <laughs> oh, out. Oh, okay. <laughs> All this time, I've been so mistaken. Um, okay, so let's get into these, some of these questions. First, what did we think of Emmy as our heroine? Um, <laughs> I thought she was delightful. Yeah, I thought she, she was delightful. super sweet yeah. and just charming and yeah. lovely. I also really loved her. And we always love a smartass. Yes. Um, probably because we both are smartasses. Like, mom's mom's dad always called her a smartass growing up, and then he just kind of, like, transferred right. that over to when I became a smartass. Then that's the title that I there got. There you go. Um, and I mean, like, like, I think her main thing that I was like, love her, was when she kept giving him crap for um, all the chicks that were always texting him. Texting him, wanting to hook up. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I was like, yeah, you tell him. Um... Because he was a bit of a man whore in the beginning. Yes. Um, let's talk about, though, how she kind of did really piss me off in the end. Yes. I got a little pissed off, too. Yes. Like, I understand why she has some trust issues. But I was getting frustrated with her because he was being so sweet. And, like, in that moment where her friends, like, set her up with this, like, fake dating profile. And she's like, no, I'm not reading it. I was I'm like, not reading it. <laughs> Profile. <laughs> I even said to Ellen, I was like, I know, this hot, rich guy who's super sweet wants to hook up with you, yeah. and what is, I don't get, the, I don't get the drawback, I don't get the... She was having a hard time, and I was, you know, not being very pleased with her. Yeah. I just wanted her to... But she came around. She did. Um, this has to be conflict, Ellen. I know. Um, okay, what did we think of Tristan. Yeah, so, and I listened to a lot of the Audible book. Oh, yeah, you did. I did. And it was the perfect amount, because he wasn't, like, totally English accent, so... Yeah, it well, he's not supposed to be. Right, right, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. And, um... That would so, be hard, too, I imagine, like, yeah, as a narrator. I mean, it's, it was a definitely a British accent, but it was, um... Spotty? Just kind of a low-key one. It wasn't, like, super yeah. London. Yeah. But, um... That's delightful, because mm. you know me in accents. Yes, I do know you in accents. Um, yeah, I really liked him. I liked kind of this schmoozy playboy that's kind of getting taken down by love a little bit, who, you know, because he doesn't ever really, he doesn't ever really put that, like, on with her. Um, because I think, 
I think because some of their earlier interactions are so serious. Like, I mean, their first kind of text conversations back and forth are when he's at that funeral and he just needs her to distract him. And so I think because they have to kind of get so serious emotionally right off the bat well, that he can't ever uncle right away and all those yeah things. that he can't ever really like put on his obvious what he does with his other ladies and so well they even said we did this whole thing backwards yeah you know, we we told everybody each other all this stuff about ourselves where we usually yeah. would hold that back and anyway so I thought that was I really liked that and I thought he was and he sounded super hot so. Yes, he did. (laughs) Um, So, so much of this book is through texts and emails and phone calls. They don't even see each other until 73%. Well, they see each other very quickly in the beginning. A few seconds in the beginning when they're plugging in their phones. But even then, they don't even, they don't have, like, any sort of interaction. They just sort of see each other in passing. Um, So they don't see each other until 73% of the way through this book. And even when they see each other, they still text a lot. They're across the bar from each other and they're still texting. So what did you think of the device of the phone in this book? I really liked it. And I liked that even once they could see each other, it was more comfortable for them to text each other. Yeah, it was like a crutch for them still a little bit. And I also liked um, the whole part of where she's giving, where they're exchanging phones back, and it was really hard for her. She felt like, well, I think we were getting her side of the story at that time. Yeah. And so it was like, it was really hard for her because she felt like she was giving. It was like they were breaking up when they gave each other their phones back. Yeah, and it was a very emotional situation, even though they were just giving phones back. Yeah, I thought it was super endearing, and I really liked the idea of getting to know someone like, through their phone. Through their phone. Um, and I thought that was a cute, like, you know, not something that we've really, I don't, I have personally haven't seen a whole lot of, and I just thought it was really cute. And just, like, the different ways, you know, that they, and, you know, like we said in the description, I would have been snooping on that phone so much sooner <laughs> than they did. Um, she was so, like, oh, I just shouldn't do this. I shouldn't look at like, <laughs> yeah, you totally should. <laughs> And I was like, come on, please. Um, I'm trying to think what someone would think of me by looking at my phone. Mom, that was one of my questions. Oh, really? Okay. Then I'll be quiet. Okay, I am. So, yeah, I just, I was like, I would have been in on that way sooner. Especially if, like, it was a hot guy. Right? Does that make me a bad person? Well, well, yeah. (laughs) Everything you do makes you a bad person. Thanks. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I, I mean, I totally would. Okay. Like, if I picked up any stranger's phone, I'd be like... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're awful. Um, <laughs> so, something I really liked, which seems counter to what I was saying earlier, but I did like it, was that in this one, he is the one that would outwardly seem like the candidate to bulk at a relationship, but he comes around fairly quickly, actually, to this idea. So why do you think he does and she doesn't? Do you really want me to tell you? It was the phone sex. (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to touch on that in a second. But um, any other reasons? Any other? No, that's just it. (laughs) Any other real reasons, Mom? Um, Why did he come around? Well, I think that he 
see, so often happens in these. The girls he's been dating are not the girls he that were right for yeah. him. I mean, hookups are never going to be... I think everybody, too. And I think this happens a lot in books that it kind of gets said, but, like, doesn't really get said, is that just a lot of people... I think just people in general just kind of reach their point in life where they're like, I've had my fun, now I'm re- actually ready. And I think you see that with a lot of things, like... You know, even when, even in terms of New York, right? He's like, I've had my fun with this city. Now I'm ready for like a little bit of a slower pace. Right. And, you know, being closer to family and things like that. Well, but I think she all had a lot to do with all of that too, I think. Yeah, I know. But, um, so I think it was just kind of, he was just prepped and ready Ready. for. Well, he's going through other changes in his life anyway. So I think it just kind of all fell into place. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want this girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she definitely also helped, I think, because she was just sweet and different. And I think the fact that she was the kind of girl who was going to give him crap about all of his man whoring on. And she does. And she does. And I think that that was what sealed it for him. Yes. Um, anyway. So let's talk about sex, baby. Specifically, phone sex. Yes, there was specifically phone sex. (laughs) Like before they'd ever even met each other. Yes. They're having phone sex. But the thing is, is that was such a sweet uh, build up to all of that where they were just talking and sharing life experiences. And then, of course, the description of what she's seen of him. And (sighs) yeah, it was not hard to picture. Um, So without getting, I think we've touched on this before, but. Roscoe's book, we talked about phone sex. Oh, yeah. I think I'm discovering that maybe I have a weird kink for phone sex. I told you. (laughs) No. (laughs) I said that could be our B topic. (laughs) Is pushing me into the world of phone sex? Let's not. Well, we could. You could make some extra money. There you go. I could, yeah. Is that still a thing, do you think? I don't know. One of those services? I don't know. Like one of... (laughs) One of those one eight hundred services. It's a one eight hundred. It's a one nine 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 or something. We are in Vegas. There's probably. I'm sure there's a way you can (laughs) just get on the hotel phone here. (laughs) Yeah, operator. (laughs) What are you wearing? (laughs) Yeah, just talking to someone down at our hotel desk who's like, "Uh, "Yeah, sure. How much you pay?" Free gun. Um, anyway, I think I think though the thing with phone sex in books is that it's just like maybe a hotter form of a sex scene in a book because they have to talk their way through it. They're literally talking their way, yeah, and we're getting the character. So rather than like, and then he thrust his pelvis, da 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 da. It's like. What are you gonna do to me? <laughs> you know, and that kind of stuff. How do you feel, baby? <laughs> yeah, and so I don't know. I think I think there's something to be said for that too. Yeah, that I agree with you. In a book, it's yeah, it's a little bit more spelled out, which makes it a little hotter in the books than just a, an ordinary ex- sex scene. Ex- explanation of a sex. Yeah, um, and then there's an actual. There's a couple actual sex scenes as well. Yes, there is. And those are also very nice. Yes, they are. (laughs) And that was the one that Mom and I were reading at the same time. (laughs) So that was fun. Um, (laughs) Ellen gets so shy about reading this stuff with me. But he is a dirty talker also 
in the sex scene. Um, I am not complaining. No, neither am I. Okay, so here's your question. Okay. That you always get. What was your swooniest moment? Okay, I was thinking about this. <laughs> Good. Um, and I think I might have even told you. It's hard for us when we're reading the book together not to yeah. talk about it. We try not to talk about it, but it's hard when we're in the same room. Um, uh, now I can't remember <laughs> what it was. Um, you tell yours and I'm going to remember Okay, I've mine. got mine. Um, I thought it was really cute when it's actually right after the phone sex and they were just talking on the phone and he was, and he says, um, that he wants to like fall asleep to talking to each other on the phone. And I just thought that was really cute. That was really cute. Especially like with the rest of the book, it was just kind of like, and his last comment when they fell asleep was oh, so, yeah. so Ellen. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. Nothing gives me, like, more anxiety. Mom's phone used to have a notification on her, like, email, email. icon that said she had, like, over a thousand yeah. unread emails. Hundreds and thousands of And it would emails. just, like, make my skin crawl. So... I just turned that off. <laughs> and it's not a problem anymore. I don't get the notification anymore. <laughs> so... Oh, oh. <laughs> It's, I don't know why, but, like, I have a very orderly inbox, and I hate to see other people's that are not like that. Um, but in in the book, they're, you know, he says he wants to fall asleep t- talking to each other. And sh- they had been talking earlier in the book about, like, what makes... What, what makes her cry and she says what makes you cry and he says seeing your email <laughs> inbox and I was like yes <laughs> I don't like reading my emails because it's just people asking me to do junk and I, don't I know like... so just delete it well I do eventually well I know but just like when it comes in <laughs> delete it and then it's gone oh, whatever anyway um my swooniest moment and I'm trying to think what it was now but I remember it was towards the end um I told you what it was earlier Anyway, I really liked, <laughs> I hate it when you look at me like that, um, I really liked the, uh, oh, I know, I know, okay. my swooniest moment okay. was the, we already talked about it, the um, ugh, dating app thing that he did at the end. Oh, yeah, that is really cute. And and when she reads it, and she's like, aww. And, well, and that's why it made me even more mad. I'm like, just read the damn thing. You know it's going to be something delightful. I know, and it's so cute. Because well, if you're not remembering or if you didn't read the book, he at the end he makes this kind of like grand gesture thing where he makes a dating profile, and his whole dating profile is just describing her things that he wants, like that she has. And, and it's so, so cute. It and really cute. and the, the cute thing is, is the dating app says that they're 90%. 97 like percent compatible compatible and she's like i'm worried about the other three <laughs> percent yeah they were they were cute um okay so mom if someone had your phone what would they learn about you see that makes me nervous because i think of my pictures and it's pretty much all my granddaughter and turkish actors and <laughs> yeah i have a few of those as well. um so I actually had my phone stolen one time, and my first thought was, oh no, somebody's going to know my menstrual cycle, <laughs> because I have an, a period tracker app on my phone. So And that's what you're worried about? Who cares about your menstrual cycle? <laughs> it was just embarrassing. Um, outside of that, I think that they would learn that I have very eclectic taste in music. Yes, you do. Yours actually would look like a psycho person, well, because... That's my husband and I share a, an iTunes account. <laughs> and my dad is into 
weird music. He's <laughs> into weird and stuff. Recently, he like bought a bunch of like yodeling music. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I have to be married to him. <laughs> so yours. He does, every now and then, he just goes on a spree and gets weird, crazy yeah. music. So I think that with me, they would think I have very classic taste in music because I do. That they would know my menstrual cycle and that I have a lot of sexy books, almost exclusively sexy books. And last but not least, they would catch on pretty quickly that I really love my dog. <laughs> yeah. Cause... Yeah, you do. <laughs> because like, my... weirdly. <laughs> my photo library is just my dog and a cup with a smattering of Turkish actors and... I don't even have pictures of you, my children, in my phone very much, but I do have my granddaughter. Yes. A lot of my granddaughter. Yeah. Which we understand where our priorities lie yeah. now in mom's life. Do I have to spell it out? Yes. <laughs> I love her more. Um, and Turkish actors. Yeah. Mm, gosh. Um, anyway. And I also have a lot of dirty books. Yes, you do have. Yes, you do. Um, we should say this book was recommended in an email a while ago by listener Kathy. She said, contemporary rom-com, phone switch at airport, find strangers getting to know each other and falling in love with witty slash sexy texting and some hot phone sex, good side characters to round out the story. And I would say that that's, that's true. That's true. And that was, you know, obviously based on that description, mom and I were like, let's read this book. Um, and I would say it was a definite success. I would agree. And I'm really enjoying the second book because two reasons. First of all, Inconvenient Wife. So um, fake marriage trope. Yeah. And they've been friends since they were children. Yeah. And it sounds like from the description that the girl's been like in love with him her whole life. (gasps) I'm so excited. (laughs) So it's a delightful little story that you are going to love to read. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, Any other thoughts on Accidental Tryst? Um, I would say it was a definite win for us. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. I liked it very, very much. Yeah, and I would highly cute. recommend. And yeah. yes, it was super cute. Super. And I think this would be a good, this would be like a good um, intro to romance, I think. Oh, yeah. Because it's a little different, but also just super cute, easy, like, little story. fun. Yeah. Yes. It was definitely a fun one. Cool. So definitely love that one. Thank you, Kathy, for the recommendation. I was, however, talking to friends who don't read romance novels. Mm -hmm. And um, I mentioned that I was reading this book, Accidental Tryst. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, I read that book. I read it back, you know, several years ago. I was like, I think you mean Accidental Tourist. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I was like, yeah, this one's different. (laughs) It's better, but it's different. There's no Johnny Depp movie. So... Um, so those are our thoughts and on Accidental Tryst by Natasha Boyd. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at NotYourMom'sRom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read like Kathy did, we would love to hear from you. On November 12th, we will be discussing Romancing Mr. Bridgerton by Julia Quinn. Just this little book that we both love and maybe have read already a few times. I haven't read a few times. I only read it once. Oh, but, really? But I, yeah, but I really I want... I've read it a few times. Yeah, I know you have. But I really want to read, like, the first 
two. Two in the series. Right, because it's, it's number... The third, it's the third one. Third one, yeah. Um, yeah, I really want to read the first two again to yeah. kind of get my brain back into the Bridgerton. But, like, if you have not... I, I mean, I know that we have some listeners that are not, like, historical people. Um, you should give this one a try because I just... I love this book so much. It's so good. Um, so, for now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about technology and romance. So, stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. <laughs> the break is referring to the news and mail. But hey, we haven't doing any mail, are we? No, that's the funny thing is we're not doing news or, <laughs> or mail. mail. <laughs> well, our news. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so for this segment, we thought we would talk a little bit about we are in Vegas for Love in Vegas. Yes. Um, so we thought we would talk a little bit about our experience. This is mom's like first book signing. It is. And it was fun. Yeah. It was hot. It was hot. It was hot in there. I think just because we came from colder climes um, than Vegas, but also it was just hot in our... In it was stuffy in there because it wasn't just us that was hot. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we had like an opening night thing last night where it was a onesie party. Um, I went as a dragon because I had a dragon onesie on hand. Mom was not about to wear a onesie, no. so we just you said, don't want a onesie on this. No, so we just said she was going as the mother of dragons, which we thought was pretty clever. Yeah, um, Ellen swears it was her line, but I came up. It with was it was my <laughs> joke. I don't know why. Okay, keep going. Okay, here's the thing that Mom's been doing lately. Mom has been like completely forgetting conversations that we've had. That's false. And I don't remember talking about this. This before. is why you're going to be put in the home. Um, <laughs> The second you forget something, I'm just like, just ship her away. I don't want to deal with her. <laughs> I forget things all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, anyway, so we that was the party that we went to last night. And then we did the signing today. Um, and I think we will probably in the future try to read more of the authors with which we are going to well, signing for. Well, Ellen read many of these authors and yeah. then said, Mom, you can't read those authors. So. Yeah, so a lot of the authors that are here have um, more sexy books, and I just didn't want Mom to read those. Yeah. <laughs> but that just makes me want to read them more. The other thing is that um, Vegas has kind of lost a bit on Mom and I because... We're not drinkers. We're not drinkers. Um, and we're not big gamblers. However, I am drinking a ginormous Dr. Pepper. We both right are drink, drinking ginormous uh, sodas right now. That's about as drinking as we get. <laughs> That's, it, it's caffeinated. That's like as crazy as I go. <laughs> crazy. Um, but we did meet Amy Dawes we today. Did. She and was we, very oh, nice. She was delightful. Um, we met Emma Chase. We did. She was and awesome. JL Drake and Charlie Rose and uh, Brittany C. Cherry and. Yeah, it was fun. Other people. Yeah, it was fun. And it was just fun to be like with mm, other romance readers who yeah. also love romance because y'all are good people and, you know, we love it. We should also say that we are going to be attending. KissCon Weekend Affair in Chicago on April 5th through the 7th. So if there's anybody in Chicago or in that area or who also wants to fly out to Chicago like we are going to. Um, or wants to meet up while we're there. Yeah, we would love to like meet anybody that listens to the show. That's going to be there. That would be cool. Um, <laughs> we could 
get a small table for that probably. Just be us drinking our sodas. Yeah. Uh, and then we're also going to be going to the Book Bonanza in Dallas in August next year. Uh, August 9th through the 10th. So, Well, we should point out that one of the reasons we really wanted to come to this one is because yeah. we wanted to meet Penny Reed and Kennedy Ryan. Yeah. And then they both bowed out. And yeah. we were like, gosh dang. Yeah, we were pretty sad. Um, so those were our two main draws for this one this weekend. And they both backed out, which is... They both had completely legitimate reasons, and that's completely fine. Um, but we will never forget them. <laughs> but they are dead to us. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> No, um, but yeah. So they're both going to be at the Book Bonanza in Dallas. So they better be there. They better I'm be there. Um, but seriously. <laughs> anyway, but if if anybody's going to either of those, we would love to see anybody. Um. So yeah. So that's. And then we should say, what are we doing tonight, Mom? Um, we're going to the Backstreet Boys concert. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, there's a lot of shows in Vegas. and Well, this one's at our hotel. So and this just... one is at our hotel. But, uh, yeah, we're going to a Backstreet Boys concert tonight. It's I'm just going to get my little preteen 90s kid on. <laughs> and um, it's going to be awesome. And it's... I'm going to be singing along to all the songs. And Mom's not going to know any of them. And it's gonna I be know great. some choruses. <laughs> but it'll be fun. It'll, yeah. There'll be a good energy in the room. I'm yes, feeling it. it will. It'll be fun. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's what's going on with us. Yeah. What's going on with you? Yeah. Tell us. <laughs> Just tell us. Just tell us that board. <laughs> anyway. And we're sharing a hotel room and it's just us being decadent. And... Yes, it's true. We've just been hanging out. Hanging out in Vegas. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's been fun. We, we sort of like hanging out together. It's okay. We have been super cool, though. Like, last night, we both got home. Like, we got home at 8.30, and because we both needed to read Accidental Tryst, we just were laying in our bed. Reading at 8.30 on a Friday Friday night. (laughs) So, we're so pathetic. We're super cool. Um, So, we're going to go out and do it up large today. But we did it for you guys, because we had to get the book done. Yeah, exactly. So, you're welcome. Um, Anyway, so that's what's going on with us, and I guess we'll see you next time for our little break segment. Yeah. Bye. Welcome back. So with how important technology was in this book, we thought we would talk about technology and romance, both in the genre and real life romance, because mom and I have often discussed that my generation's dating is very different to her generation's dating very when there different. was actually when there was absolutely no technology to speak of, right? You guys yeah. didn't have anything. It's like Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> we talked into birds and things. <laughs> you were chiseling on rocks. <laughs> That's, that was our technology. You were using your feet to go on dates. You are the worst. <laughs> there were phones. <laughs> we didn't even have computers. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. In the genre, it must just completely change how they have to plot books. Because kind of like, I was thinking about it, kind of like in horror movies today, how... They, like, there always has to be this thing in horror movies now where they, like, somehow just make cell phones an obsolete right. no thing. no one's phone is working. Yeah, they're off in the woods or somebody's phone battery dies or whatever. Um, I think it's kind of probably similar with romance where it's like, okay, how do we incorporate this, this phone or get rid of it so that, you know, it's not a part of this dating Well, and I think I've mentioned before that I've often been reading 
like a historical, and I keep thinking, gosh, they need cell phones because they can't communicate. <laughs> they need to call each other. Um, so I think that's interesting. And I think, um, well, in, in real life, it's just a completely different game that people like my mom don't really get the, how much it is it does affect dating today. And I obviously don't really get it either, obviously. But... Um, you don't get what? <laughs> dating. Oh, I thought you meant it. Yeah, I don't get it either, but <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, just that. Um, and I think we've talked about this book before, but Aziz Ansari has that book called Modern Romance. And it's a really interesting look at how technology has just changed and how dating is so much different even in the past 10 15 years than it ever was um just because it's opened like you know because we have we can date across the globe which you really couldn't do ever um and just how much texting and um things like that have changed dating as well well i know like when i was dating back in the stone age yeah um, I was living in the same town as my husband, but mm-hmm. I, it wasn't where I lived. I was actually staying with an aunt and uncle while I was going to school mm-hmm. down there. And um, so I would get in my car to go to school every morning, and my husband would have left a rose in my car. He'd come over early in the morning and put a rose from his mom's garden in my car with a little note. And oh, Dad. <laughs> I know. I, I give him a hard time because he's such a weirdo, but he is really kind of sweet. So. And... Um, but you know that kind of stuff now you just get texts in the morning rose emojis (laughs) yeah you don't get that kind of stuff and it was i mean he literally had to make the effort to get up early and get into my car before i left and i think it i think that kind of stuff does obviously still happen but i think i mean how can you not fall in love with that ellen well and the the sad thing is that i think that that happens now and it's like just so much sweeter because it's like more than a text right oh i see your generation it's sweeter yeah, exactly. Um, but I think when it is when it is something outside of what you can do on a phone, it's like, oh, he went out of his way to, to do this. What? He, call, he dialed my number. He's calling me for reals on the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and just like how much, I mean, I know like a lot of relationships that, like I had a friend who they never talked on the phone. Like they only texted. Texted. And um, they're married now, so I guess it worked. But I remember that they would just have so many, like, misunderstandings and things because they're just texting. I'm like, you guys need to, like, actually talk on the phones because you get context and things like that and tone of voice. Well, same even when I used to work long time ago when I, when I was a working woman. Yes. And I'd send emails and I'd have people, say, you know, get, or I'd be reading an email and I'd think, oh my gosh, you can't always put in writing what you're yeah. feeling or thinking. It doesn't yeah. always come out the way you want it to. So yeah. sometimes you just need to talk to people in person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it is a completely different game. And I try to explain that to you people and you just don't get it. But I don't. But... Yeah, we didn't have technology back then. No. And I think part of, well, I won't go off on other stuff, but I, because <laughs> sometimes technology can take the place of, um, oh, yeah, 
I mean, there's things in technology that can take the place of personal well, interaction. And that's a thing that's happening. I know, like, that they've done studies and stuff on how people just aren't dating and getting married and having kids as much anymore because there's just so much... Pornography. Porno- <laughs> pornography is a thing. And then, um, you know, there's just so much, like, that we get from social media and just things like that that it's like, eh... I don't really need a relationship. I've got all this going on. Well, and even video games and things like that. Yeah. People get wrapped up in that kind of stuff. And they don't feel the need to interact with other people as much. Yeah. And actually, it's kind of interesting because Mom and I were just watching a documentary about... It's called The 90s and it's on Netflix. And it's like this eight-part miniseries or something on on the 90s. And one of the episodes is about the rise of the internet and the personal computer and things like that. And it was just cracking us up. Well, it's just, it's weird to think that like in my lifetime, we went from not having the internet. Well, in my lifetime, I went from stone age yeah, apparently to, to where to we are now. now. Yeah. And it's just crazy. And, um, but it was just cracking us up in this episode because they're like, what is the internet? The and- World Wide web. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> But it, and they even talked about like how it has changed, you know, how we are socially and things like that. And it's just interesting. It's just weird. But well, and I even was when I was talking to Ellen about this, and I said the book that we read, which I'm not going to remember the title of, uh, Attachments. Attachments mm-hmm. by Rainbow Rowell. And we were talking about how that took place in at, the '90s and or like late 90s. at Y2K. It yeah. Was, oh yeah, that's right. It was over the yep. Y2K thing, and um, he was reading emails because people really. We didn't have smartphones or things back then. We yeah. didn't even have cell phones, really. Yeah. Did we? I'm trying to think. I can't remember when cell phones. I think we have early cell phones. Early cell phones. Yeah. Like early. But they like didn't. you couldn't they... text or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think you could. I don't think you could yet. Or in the 2000. Not yet. But it was like coming a couple right. of years later. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, emails were like this new fangled way of communicating. And it was yeah. so exciting. And yeah. <laughs> oh, we all had to have email accounts. And. It's crazy. And yeah. now, hardly anyone even emails anymore. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, um, that's, I think, probably what we wanted to say. It's just interesting that, and it is interesting to see how it does or does not get incorporated in romance novels, just because I think it is such a huge part of how we communicate now that I think it's unavoidable in some respects. But I do also think that because we're romantics, um, you know, that a lot a lot of books well even in this book the whole thing of batteries dying and needing the phone to plug in and all of that played a big part in it and that was something that we never even worried about before yeah it's true um anyway thanks so much again for joining us again if you would like to join us for romancing mr bridgerton by julia quinn in two weeks and you do want to join us for that On November 12th, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMomsRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. I'll see you in a second. Yeah, I will. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.